And we're going to jump into our next conversation immediately here as we have an opportunity to speak with the boys basketball side of things at Liverpool High School as we get into our conversation with Ryan Blackwell. So Liverpool Warriors boys basketball head coach, both of these teams vying for an opportunity at a state title in the same year. Remarkable to see one team do it, even more remarkable to see both teams do it in the same season. And this has been a wonderful run for Ryan Blackwell and Liverpool Warriors boys basketball. So with that being said, it's my honor and my privilege to welcome Ryan back to the show. And uh, so many great things going on here in our community, including this Warriors boys basketball team with another opportunity at a state title. So let's bring him in. Ryan, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And first and foremost, congratulations on the advancement to where this team is. And uh, and I know this has been an incredible run and an exciting run for you and the guys. So, you know, emotions wise, bring me to what's going through your mind, what's going through your heart, how you're how you're handling this really special run as this team has an opportunity at a state title. Yeah, the guys are excited. We're excited. Um, every year, the, the goal is to win as many games as possible. You know, last year we came up a little short regionals and we lost seven seniors and ended up losing two guys to prep school um, that would have been starters. So, we, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to have. And, uh, you know, during the summer we had and Andreo and Bruce and Jadir and, you know, Luke and Jason and other guys. Um, and I said, we'll have enough to compete as long as we stay healthy and uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, the guys have worked hard, they've bought in, they've listened and um, here we are. Yeah, you know, and, and from the beginning of the season to now, Ryan, you know, where where have you really, you know, when, when you dissect how this team has evolved to where they are today, in that evolution, what are some of these pieces that were at the beginning of the season teachable pieces that you were hoping would get implemented to things that you've actually seen happen? What are some of those things that have come together for the team this season? Uh, well, we defensively, we've really gotten better and better and locked in. I think that's where we've really become a great team on the defensive end. Offense comes and goes, but we're committed to playing on the defensive end. We have guards that play 94 feet for 32 minutes. Uh, they don't give opponents anything easily. They're physical, they're athletic, they're tough. And then with Andreo in the back, you know, anchoring our defense, averaging five blocks a game. Sometimes he has seven, eight, nine blocks. Um, so he's really instrumental. But just overall, our defensive effort and our communication, the way we've gotten better defensively has really been the key. You know, when we look at that, you know, people focus on offense. But, you know, I think good coaches, great coaches focus on defense. This defense for you and, and what it's been able to do for you, like you said, the ability to block those shots and what the things that you create in the 94 feet of defense that you're going to bring each and every night. How 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 much fun has it been with this specific group to run the defense that you run? When a team is bought in like that, it's it becomes easy. You know, things I've been teaching, times I've been here, we do things a little bit differently defensively. You know, we blew everything and shape everything away from the middle and. You know, we switch when we need to switch. We have interchangeable pieces, um, you know, with our wings and our, and our guards. And we're athletic. So, you know, when these guys are, are, are talking, I have to do less coaching. Uh, that's more fun. Yeah, and like you said, when these guys are talking, you get to do less coaching. 
to see that leadership on the floor and to see people become that floor general, that floor coach for you, uh, who has really surprised you in that sense that has become so vocal this season? Uh, Freddie Fowler is a sophomore. Stepped right in. I uh, played JV last year, and he, he was a starter from the beginning. Um, he's a blue-collar kid that just wants to win. And for a sophomore to step up like that, he's vocal. You know, he gets the guys going. He plays defense. He does all the little things, takes charges. Um, so he's really been uh, very instrumental in our run, uh, not just in the playoffs, but throughout the season. Uh, and Ajayi Reese has really grown. You know, this is his third year in varsity playing for me, but he's really grown this year, um, taking that leadership role on both ends of the floor. Offensively, he's gotten better. And defensively, he's been much, much better and more disciplined and more consistent. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Coupal Studios this morning with Liverpool Warriors boys basketball head coach Ryan Blackall. Ryan, to, to step away from this team for a second, I don't know if you, you heard the news. It was nothing big. It wasn't carried internationally or anything. Uh, some guy, Jim Beheim, he had coached for a little while, and uh, and he, he decided that he was going to step away. I, I don't know if that news had carried over to Central New York from Greensboro, but your take on, on Jim, he was your coach, and, and all jokes aside, 47 years, incredible coach, 1,116 wins, Final Fours in four different decades, made it five times, won a national championship, coached Team USA, you know, knows what it's like to win a gold medal in the world game and uh, in so much more. I'd love to get your thoughts on Jim. I mean, you said it right there, his track record, his pedigree, um, his resume speaks for itself. He was great to play for. He's been done great things. On the court, won, obviously, second most all-time in wins. Um, but what he's done for the community, for Syracuse, for the university, uh, you know, for all the players that have played for him and very loyal person. Um, he deserves a statue, which I'm sure he'll get in a parade at some point. So he's put in... That's unheard of. What he's done uh, will never be done again. Um, it's just that longevity in any sports, in any uh, business, any profession. It's just you don't see that very often. That's very rare. Yeah, I mean, you you being a head coach, I mean, in today's day and age, 47 years in one place as a head coach, then an assistant before that and a player before that. I mean, you, you coach this this game, you love this game, and, and you're with it day in and day out. Can you even fathom what it would be like to be on the other side of 47 years? No. I mean, it's, that's, it takes a lot of coaching. You have to be patient. You know, it can be stressful at times. And there's a lot to deal with. And families that have families that have kids. I have a daughter now, so I know what it's like to, to coach at the high school level and have a kid, but he's at the collegiate level more games, more stress, more pressure. So to be able to do that for a long time and sustain that um, consistency, which he's really had for the most part, besides a couple of years, but, uh, you know, it's remarkable. Here with Ryan Blackwell, uh, speaking on Jim Beheim here for a second. You talk about, you know, what it's like to, to be a head coach. What have you learned about yourself from the time that, you know, you first came back to Syracuse and you and I spoke about you taking over the Liverpool program to where you are today. You've already won a state title. You have an opportunity to to do it again. What have you learned about Ryan Blackwell, the coach, in these last few years? Well, it's always a learning process. I'm always learning and trying to improve no matter what. We want a state title, but we want to win more. Um, 
and the game evolves and changes. So as, as the game changes, I have to change and culture changes, kids change. Kids are different now. They were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, when I was in high school. Um, so you just have to evolve and adapt and adjust and continue to grow. And that's what I try to do every day. And, and how have you seen yourself evolve? Where have you adapted? Where have you evolved and adjusted that you think has been maybe one of the biggest parts of your success? Just trying to learn more about the game every day. Learn and watch different, you know, watch games, watch film, um, pick up things from other coaches, go back and watch film from, you know, years ago to now, changing up offenses, changing up maybe strategy or style, making it more simple. Um, you know, just trying to just trying to continue to develop my craft and be better and better. Develop players to be more patient, uh, if that's possible. Because I'm usually a patient guy anyway. But you know, like I said, it's just a it's a daily growth process. Just trying to be better and better every day. Yeah, you know, and 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 in that in that process, Ryan, you know, like you said, normally you're a patient guy, and you know, you're a student of the game, watching it and whatnot. You talked about the the student athlete, you're right. And how the student athlete has, you know, changed over time. How is it to coach today's student athlete and how have you had to adjust? Like, what do you have to change in the specific delivery of teaching nowadays as a coach? Uh, you just have to keep their attention. It just depends on the, the, the kid. Every kid's different. Um, this is a social media uh, era where everyone's a star because they put, you know, a couple highlights on YouTube or video and the parents think they're all superstars and the greatest thing since Michael Jordan. But, you know, I, I keep real with them. I'm honest with them. And uh, whether they like it or not, they're going to have to deal with it because that's, that's just the reality of it. You know, that's the way I coach. I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. I tell them the truth. And I'm honest with them, but I love them at the same time. And uh, I think they respect that. And that's, you know, I have to be true to myself. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, and, and, and being true to yourself, being, you know, unapologetically Ryan Blackwell, how would you describe what it is to to be you, to be unapologetically you? What is it about you that is non-negotiable as a coach, as a person that you keep with yourself at all times? I mean, I think I just, you know, said it. Um, I'm just honest. I, I don't know how to, that's just my personality. I just try to be honest, I don't lie to the kids. Um, we watch film, you know, and we we point out flaws and mistakes. And not to say that I'm always right, because sometimes I point out things during the game and we'll go back and film. I say, okay, I was wrong on that. and You were right. Um, it's not like I'm the dictator, uh, but I am the head coach. But we can we sit down and we talk about it. I watch film with the guys. And we have conversations and it's not just coach player. You know, I'm a mentor to these guys. And, and they understand that I'm trying to win, but at the same time, they understand that I care about it. I care about them, and I'm passionate about them, just as I'm passionate about coaching basketball. And and in making this run to where you are today, can you go back to a moment or two this season, be it in a practice, be it in a game, in a win, or in a loss? Do you have a, a place this season that you felt was a turning point for the team? Well, when Andrea went down and we had to, you know, figure out who we were without him, um, he was out for three games. We lost or we won. We beat FM. We lost to Green Tech by a few points without him, which we should have won the game. And we had a bad game against Nottingham, but we figured out some things about who we were, 
you know, individually as, you know, our, our players individually and as a team. So when he came back, I think we just improved and we got better and better from there. You know, and, and you discuss, you know, that, that game against Green Tech, you had the opportunity to go up against them again and, you know, to be in a situation to advance this late in the season. Bring me into the when you got to see Green Tech again and what this what this game 65 to 49 has done for the team at this point that next opportunity to see a team that you had seen that you do know and to be able to you know this time around get the victory over them yeah we lost to them last year twice uh, very close games both times uh, at their place and then in the regionals in overtime uh, which is tough last year and then obviously here again and you know, we wanted a shot at him again. We were kind of paying attention to what was going on in Section 2, and they've been playing well. They really rolled through uh, their sectionals, and they beat CVA Albany in, the, in their sectional finals by like 25 or 30 um, and handled the number one team out of their Boston Spa. You know, they had them down 20 and ended up winning by one, but they were playing really well, so we, we were excited to get another shot at them. And like I said, defensively, these guys were motivated, and they really locked down on defense and made it tough for them. And uh, came out with a big win. You know what it's like to be there in 2018. Here we are in 2023. What has changed in the in the world of high school basketball? What has stayed the same as you're trying to make this run again? Well, uh, for us personally, we're just a different team. Our chemistry is totally different. You know that that team was very senior heavy. Uh, this team, like I said, we have a um, one senior, two senior starters and yeah. two junior starters and one sophomore. Uh, we have a lot of juniors, um, role players coming off the bench. So we're a lot different. We're a lot younger, uh, but talent wise. And I think defensively overall, we might be a little bit better than that team from top to bottom. Um, so that's, that's a big difference for us. Uh, but again, it's just basketball is basketball. You know, whenever you're at this level and this stage, everyone's playing well and should be playing their best basketball. So regardless who you're going to play against, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, tough opponent. And coming up this Friday, March 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, North Rockland. Just what you could say about this upcoming matchup and this opportunity in the state semifinals here in the final four with an opportunity to head to the championship. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, we'll watch, I'll watch a little film. We'll watch film as a team tomorrow, and break down, you know, everything that they that they bring to the table, and figure out what we need to do and go from there. It's uh, but the, the guys are hungry, they're excited, and looking forward to it. And I, I gotta, I gotta ask you before I let you go, Ryan, Adrian Autry. You know, obviously someone that you built a relationship with and you know have a connection to. Just what your thoughts are on him taking over the program because. As you vie for this state title, you're also a Syracuse Orange basketball alum and connected to this family. We spoke on Jim Beheim. Would love to get your thoughts on on Red taking over. Yeah, great hire. Um, obviously, Red's put in the time. Alum alumni who's been there for a long time as well. But aside from basketball, Red is a great person. We'll connect with the kids. Obviously, that's why he's a great recruiter. They respect him. You know, when I go to practices and I watch him, you know, work out the guys and his interactions with people, he's just a down to earth, easygoing, approachable person, which is, uh, you know, great for him and an easy fit. And you can see why guys are, you know, intrigued to go play for him. Kids will be intrigued to play for him. He's going to do a, a tremendous job. He still has a great staff. Alan Griffin, obviously, 
is my guy and McNamara, um, great guy too, and uh, great coaches in their own right. So they're, they're going to do a great job. Well, I will tell you this, Ryan, and take it as a compliment, if for nothing else, that that seats op- there's a seat open on that assistant coaching staff. And so many people reflecting on what you've done as a coach over the years, they think you're deserving of that seat. So I just, I feel the need to tell you and tell the world at the same time that there's a lot of respect for what you're doing at Liverpool and it's not going unnoticed. Well, I appreciate that. You know, obviously it, it helps when you're in the backyard of Syracuse and, uh, you know, we're having a lot of success for the last several years. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I realize there's a seat open, but we have a job to do. We're trying to win a state title and, you know, you never know what the future holds. And coming from Ryan Blackwell here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Black, I appreciate you as always. I thank you for your time. I'm looking forward to this Friday, 1 o'clock, and uh, the opportunity for the girls and boys basketball teams at Liverpool to vie for state titles. So thank you for your hard work and everything that you've done in this community. And like I told you when you came back, thank you so much for coming back here. Thank you for believing in central and upstate New York and sticking it out and being here with us. We are better because you're here as a coach. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks for having me.